Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine Down Wednesdays. I am your host, Paula Taylor, and this is episode 47. I'm very excited about tonight's topic. I've got nervous tingles and I've got the charge of this amazing grid. I've got my new crystals that came to me that found their way into my life as I've been integrating this this new frequency, dimensional frequency expansion system. And this is the first time they've been in here for a Wind Down Wednesday because they're so powerful. I, I couldn't function <laughs> with them in the room. So I'm really excited about tonight's topic. But I want to start by saying that what I'm about to say is not conventional and it may seem challenging. It may be triggering for you and that's absolutely okay. That's that's some of the work that we do every week is recognizing when we've been triggered and processing that. But I will encourage you to come back to this. If you find that you're really triggered, if you find that you're getting angry at me or just angry in general, if you find this concept to be upsetting, let yourself sit with it and then come back to it because it's a really powerful thing we're going to talk about tonight and it may stir some things up. So I'm just going to let that lie there. And what are we going to talk about tonight? So I've titled tonight's show, The True Meaning of Healing. And I've been using the word healing for a long time in my mind, kind of with air quotes, healing. Because I feel like it's kind of a catch-all phrase. And I want to talk, we've been talking a lot about terms. It's interesting, the last couple of weeks were seemingly unrelated. We talked about broadening our perspective. And then last week, we talked about expanding and clarifying our frequency. And as this topic came to me, as I was preparing for this tonight, I was like, oh, now I see. Now I see where this has all been leading, which is one of my favorite parts of the spiritual journey is when you get to a place where you can look back and see what the struggle was leading you to and, and what it looks like when you start to open and expand and, and incorporate new beliefs into your system that feel really expansive and really healing. So the way this topic came to me, and if you're listening to the podcast later, you'll hear me pause a little bit probably every time I say healing tonight. And if you're watching the video, I, I may use air quotes every time, which I recognize is perhaps irritating, but I really want to be clear in the use of my language here. So I want to tell you a little bit about how this topic came to me. I was talking to somebody about my new healing method and, and I may keep using that word because it is a word that we recognize, but, but what I've called it is dimensional frequency expansion. And I'm going to get into kind of the nitty gritty of, of some of the word usage here. But I was talking about this with someone and they asked me a really interesting question. They said, would you ever promise someone healing? Would, would you ever guarantee that, that they'll be healed? And my first thought was, of course not. And then, and then my second thought, as I started thinking into this more, 
it really got me thinking about my definition of healing and how my definition of healing, I think, is fairly unconventional. And so I'm going to talk about that tonight. I'm going to talk about kind of the conventional, the traditional view of healing that many of us have, that maybe most of us have. And then I'm going to talk about the way I look at healing and, and give some examples, as I usually do, to make this a little more concrete, to make this a little more tangible. So what does healing really mean? Most of us, many of us, have a very ego-based view of healing. We look at healing as wanting to fix something, wanting to solve a problem. We have this issue, whatever it may be, maybe it's a physical illness or ailment. We have maybe an emotional illness or ailment. We have a mental illness or ailment and we want to fix it. We want to solve this situation. And so this entire premise rests on the idea that there is something wrong with us that needs to be fixed, that we are in fact broken. We need to be fixed. That's this ego view. It's a fear-based ego-driven view. And that's a pretty conventional view of healing. And it's a pretty reasonable view of healing. If you have a condition that causes a lot of pain, you want your pain to stop. You want to fix that pain. It's completely reasonable. But we're going to look at this from a completely different viewpoint tonight. And, and again, I hope you'll keep an open mind because this has completely changed my life. It has changed the way that I look at healing. And I, and I realize as I look back as over the last year or so, this has been an evolution for me. And so I want to introduce this idea to you and perhaps start you on this path of evolving the way that you think about healing. So just as I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about stepping back and broadening our perspective and seeing things in a different light. And then last week, we talked about expanding and clarifying our frequency. We talked about bringing harmony to disharmony. That is what my view of healing is. My view of healing is to step out of the ego mind and out of what the ego wants and look at this from a divine service perspective. How do I serve the highest good? How do I serve the divine? What am I here to do on this planet in terms of my spiritual work, in terms of stepping into divine flow and divine service? And so I like to use the word, the words, as you heard last week, harmony and disharmony. And as a sound healer, that makes a lot of sense to me. And we talked a lot about that last week. But what am I talking about here? Because there's a lot of words. I'm using a lot of words and they don't necessarily mean anything without examples. That's why I love examples. And I just realized I'm stalling slightly because this example is something that I never thought that I would talk about, especially on this show. But it is the perfect illustration of what I'm talking about. So I'm going to launch right into it. And here we go. Whew. So about a year or so ago, a little over a year ago, I was still, my website was still fairly new. I was kind of just getting into doing this work and, and putting everything out there. The book was fairly newly out. And on my website, at the bottom of every page, there's a little contact me thing where you can send me a direct message and reach out to me. And somebody sent me 
a, a form through that. They used a fake name and they used a fake email. And they said a lot of really mean, hurtful things that, that in fact, were actually reflections of, of course, things I was thinking about myself, as we often talk about. You're a fraud. You don't know what you're doing. How can you call yourself? Blah, 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 blah. And, and the details of most of that aren't important, but I'm going to use part of that as an example tonight because, again, it just illustrates this point that I'm trying to make so perfectly. So one of the lines in this email I received, roughly, I'm paraphrasing because I don't really want to go back and look at it, essentially said, how can you call yourself a healer if you can't heal your own infertility? And I'm going to say that again. How can you call yourself a healer if you can't heal your own infertility? And like, ouch, right? Whew, that's a tough one. And it was a tough one. It was very hurtful to me at the time. But it's the perfect example of that ego-based view of healing. There is something wrong with you. You need to fix that. And only then will you be healed. So that idea that if I could somehow reverse or overcome my infertility, that would be healing it. That would be how I would fix my problem. I had a problem and the problem was infertility. And the only way to heal it was to, to transform it into fertility, was to solve it, was to fix it. And if you've been watching the show this year, you know that I've been working on changing a core belief. And I used a renovation metaphor a few months ago, and I said I was, was in a new space and it was scary. But now I'm in my space. My space is renovated. There's some touch-ups here and there. There's some little things that pop up. But I am in the space of believing that I have absolute worth, that I was created perfectly to be in this body, in this lifetime, to serve my divine purpose. So if I truly believe that, and I truly believe that, then how could my infertility be a problem that it needed to be fixed? If I was created divinely to serve in perfection, then there is no part of me that needs to be fixed. There is no part of me that is broken. There is no part of me that is not worthy because inherently I am worthy. And so I did heal my infertility, in fact. But it wasn't the infertility that was the problem. It was the disharmony that existed in me was not the condition of having infertility, because that's a perfect part of who I am and how I was made. The disharmony that existed in that situation was my belief that there was something wrong with me, that it meant there was something wrong with me, that I was infertile, that I couldn't carry a baby. And man, I will tell you, that was a lot harder to fix, to bring back into harmony. That belief about myself was my true healing. Not the infertility itself, not the problem that doesn't really exist because I am perfect. It was my belief about it. It was my shame about it. It was the disharmony in my system 
of my resistance to that. And as soon as I started to step into true radical self-love, into this belief that I am perfect, that I am worthy, and that I was put here in this body, in this form, exactly as I am to serve my divine purpose, that harmony came into my system. That disharmony started to resolve. And interestingly, some other things started to change for me physically in that area. The pain that I've been carrying for many years started to resolve. So there was some healing, traditional healing, which we'll talk a little bit more because this is a very individualized thing. But I really want to get the point across here that that view that there is something wrong with you that needs to be fixed, that view of healing that we're going to solve a problem, that's just not true. It's just not true healing in my mind. That is that scared, small ego mind that believes that there's something wrong with us, that inherently we are unworthy of something. So when you step back, when you broaden your perspective out of that ego mind into the flow of divine energy, which is unconditional love of self and others, you invite that harmony to come into you. And you see that healing is really just about expansion and clarity, as we talked about last week, and harmony, bringing harmony for me in this situation. It was bringing harmony into my emotional field, into my mental field, into my reaction. And here's the thing about the traditional view of healing, this conventional view of healing that is so ego-based. It's all about exerting your will. I want my body to hold a baby. That's what I want. That's my ego talking. That's not what the divine plan had in store for me, but I didn't want to hear that. It took me a long time to open myself to that because it was difficult because I wanted what I wanted because I'm a little ego mind in a little ego personality that, that wants what they think they want and not what the divine flow has in store for them. So when we can step out of that need to control that comes from the ego, to bend situations to our will, that attachment to the outcome that says, I know best, little me, little me ego knows what's right for me in this situation. When we can broaden that perspective and step into flow and just invite that golden light to come in and let that flow, let that expansion, let that harmony into our field. That is what healing is to me. And the other thing I want to talk about, I picked two really hard examples tonight. I want to talk about healing and death. Because sometimes death is healing. And that's a very unconventional view. Maybe not so much. Maybe we're starting to see this. But we've been such a death-phobic people for so many years that, you know, even talking about death makes people nervous. And our conventional view of healing is to, let's say you have 
a very serious disease, you have cancer, you have something that's been, you know, the doctors told you is terminal. And so the conventional view of healing is, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get rid of this cancer, and I'm going to live. That's the conventional view of healing. And sometimes that's how healing works. Healing is a very individualized course for each of us. But sometimes healing is about opening ourselves up to the ultimate expansion that is death, that is leaving this physical body. And if we can do that in harmony and clarity, it's one of the most beautiful ways to heal. And my example for this, you you think the first thing was what would trip me up emotionally. Ha, I want to talk about my dad. And for much of his life, he was a fairly restricted person frequency-wise. He was an angry person for a lot of years. He was kind of a closed-off person. He he wasn't he didn't easily express his emotions. He he didn't expand into his emotional body. And that changed as he got older. He did soften, he did expand somewhat. But when he made the decision to go into hospice, he had a choice. He could have kept fighting. And part of that was just being tired, I think. You know, we've talked about giving up and surrender. And sometimes there's a really fine line between the two. But but when he decided to let go of his fight and surrender to this flow that was coming in, that was leading him toward death... I've never seen someone expand so quickly and with so much love. It was incredible to watch. It was incredibly healing to see. And the way that he opened himself up, the way that he expressed himself emotionally in the time that he had left, the way that he listened to me and allowed me to guide him spiritually toward his beloved mother who would be meeting him when he did finally leave his body for the last time. It was the most sacred experience of my life. And if that's not healing, then we sure got the wrong word for it because it was beautiful and it was hard. It's still hard for me to talk about, but that was expansion. That was clarity. And that was so much beautiful harmony. And to me, that is what healing is. And the result of that healing is not always what our ego wants. Of course, we would have liked for him to stay and still be here with us in his physical body. But he had the courage to expand into his path of service there. And in doing so, he not only served himself, but he served us. He served 
the collective by being expanded and clear and in harmony in that situation. <sighs> so coming into healing, expansion, clarity, and harmony, as I'm going to continue saying, is different for each of us. And it looks different sometimes at different parts of our lives. So sometimes it does look like that traditional idea of healing. There are absolutely situations and people who have things like spontaneous remission from cancer or spontaneous recovery of some other long-term illness or disease. And of course we celebrate that, but we've come to expect that. We've come to associate that with the word healing. And that's not what healing is really about. Healing is really about expansion, clarity, and harmony. And it's about letting go of that ego-driven, fear-based little me that wants what it wants and stepping into that broader view, that divine flow that we open ourselves up to when we are in expansion, when we bring clarity and harmony into our field. That's what harmony is. Harmony is just allowing that beautiful flow of radiant, unconditional love that we call God or the divine or whatever word you like to use. When we introduce that fully into our system, that is harmony. Everything comes into harmony. And we have so many tools to do that. We talked about spiritual tool building a few weeks ago. And that's what this spiritual journey is while we're here in this physical body is using those tools to fully expand as much as we can to keep opening, to keep allowing that energy to flow into us, to keep bringing clarity to our vibration, to our frequency, and, and further stepping into harmony. And we do that so we can serve. We do that so that we serve this divine path. So we serve the highest good. I say that over and over again. Opening ourselves to the highest good on every level of our be being is healing. That's what healing really is. So tonight's meditation is going to be about looking at some disharmony in your system that could be physical disharmony, physical pain, discomfort, illness, whatever word you're using for it, I'm going to keep using disharmony. It could be emotional disharmony. Maybe you're really in the thick of processing some trauma right now, some releasing some emotional stuff. So that could be your disharmony. It could be mental disharmony. Maybe you're at the beginning of this spiritual processing where something's come into your awareness and you're just can't make heads or tails of it. And, and it, everything feels wrong. You're in that space where you want to renovate or you've knocked your wall down and you're just completely overwhelmed. So maybe that's your disharmony. Whatever your disharmony is, as usual, let that come to you intuitively we're going to look at it with that ego view. We're going to ask the ego, what does it want here? What is it looking for? 
And it will be a fear-based answer. I'm looking for my pain to end. I'm looking to get out of discomfort. I'm looking to hide. A lot of times the ego says that. And again, those are reasonable things to want. No one wants to be in pain or discomfort. But the ironic thing about this is that the only way to truly step out of pain and discomfort is to let go of control, is to invite in that flow of unconditional love and let it move that disharmony back into harmony. And sometimes the only way to let go of pain and discomfort is that ultimate expansion we have at the end of our lives. So this takes faith. I don't use that word very much. I'm not sure if I've ever used that before on Wind Down Wednesday. But this is a faith-based practice. Releasing control requires so much faith. Faith that, because our ego minds tell us, well, if you're not in charge, the world will crumble. I was listening to a podcast this morning and it was Jodie Foster, I think, and she said it was it was taped during the kind of the heat of the beginning of the pandemic. And she said, I have to look at my phone every morning or the world will crumble. If I don't see what's happening, I'm holding the world up. And that's such a beautiful way to express what our ego thinks. Our ego really thinks we're it. Without this ego, there is nothing. And the truth is the opposite. The ego is what's holding us back. The ego is what's keeping us in pain. The ego is what's keeping us in fear. So for whatever moments we can, we can't ever get out of that completely. It's part of who we are. But when we can expand past it, when we can get out into this expanded state, then we can look at things with new eyes we can ask the question, what is for the highest good here? And that's always my suggestion. If we get into the meditation and you're just lost, when we, when we flip from that ego to that bigger perspective, to that highest self perspective, ask the question, what is for my highest good? What is for the highest good? What is the highest good here? And let's play with this a little bit. Let's see what kind of answers we get. And, and maybe this will crack open that, that shell a little bit that I feel like I felt a little like an egg. Someone just threw me on the sidewalk earlier this year. I'm not going to lie. It was difficult. And I talked about that. I talked about my struggle. And I talked about that, that core belief that I was, I was not worthy, that my worth was dependent on something. And it's just not true. And when we let go of that, when we really, it is radical self-love. It's radical in this world to stand up and say, I am perfect. And not in an ego-driven way. Because the ego, that's something that those exact words could come from the ego. But they would feel different. That's really a mask. That would be masking fear. Well, I'm just perfect. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is sitting in the perfection of our divinity, of our divine being, of our unconditional radical love that we have access to, that we've forgotten. There's so much power in that. And, and that's what we're going to start tapping into more and more on these Wind Down Wednesdays. That's why 
I called these new frequencies into my being over this last year that I'll be sharing as we start moving forward. Okay, whew. I talked a lot tonight and thank you for sticking with me because I was really, I really needed to say this. And I'm guessing if you're here, you really needed to hear it. But let's meditate together now. So let yourself get comfortable. Close your eyes. Pick a position that allows you to have some part of your body on the ground, whether you're sitting with your feet on the ground or your bottom is on the ground, whether you're lying all the way back. Let some part of your body contact the earth here, the ground. And open that crown chakra joyfully tonight. Invite that beautiful, radiant, radical, unconditional love into the top of your head. Let this inherent worth wash over your entire body, through your entire being. Let it flow into your face and your scalp and your jaw. Feel yourself grow taller. Feel yourself grow larger in your space as you invite this inherent self-worth, this unconditional love into your neck and your throat, into your shoulders and your upper arms. Let this golden light fill your elbows and your forearms, your wrists and hands. Invite this radical love to flow into your chest and your upper back. Let it come into your abdomen and your mid-back, into your low back and your low belly. Let this golden light of divine love flow into your hips and your pelvis. Let it come down each thigh and into your knees. Allow this self-love to flow into your calves and your shins and your ankles and your feet. And feel that dark, rich support of earth energy beneath you. Really let yourself feel it tonight. Let your pelvis open up. Let your root open up the base of your spine. Picture that area of your body opening and welcoming in this fertile soil of the earth. So much power here on this planet, in this physical plane. If we just sit into it, open ourselves to it. And as you're ready, you can take a few nice deep oxytocin breaths if you'd like. At any point during this meditation, if you need to take a break, feel free to do so. You can get up and move around. If you have emotions come up, let yourself express those. Just breathe through them. Let them flow. And as you're ready, bring your attention to 
the disharmony you're intuitively guided to focus on in your system today. Perhaps you're feeling wonderful and it's just a tiny little bit of discomfort or disharmony. Perhaps you feel like the world is coming down around you and you'll never get through it. If that's your disharmony, let yourself look at it tonight. You are in a safe space. Your sanctuary is here with you. You are supported by me and my beautiful crystal grid and my beautiful dimensional expansion frequencies and all the other people practicing this with you now and in the future. This space has been created to bring harmony to your disharmony. But before we do that, let yourself see this and let your ego mind talk to you about this disharmony. Perhaps it's telling you you're not good enough. This is all your fault. Perhaps you have feelings of shame or guilt coming up here. Perhaps you feel the fear. Perhaps you just want the discomfort to stop. You just want the pain to go away and that's okay. Look at that now. Let yourself see this. And then as you're ready, as we did a few weeks ago, when we were looking in the mirror, step back from your disharmony. If you're in your sanctuary now, you can actually imagine that you're completely leaving your body for a moment if you'd like, especially if it's a physical disharmony. Step outside yourself, call your highest self to you here and let yourself take that viewpoint. Let yourself become neutral and loving, objective and worthy. And look at your disharmony again. And if nothing's coming to you here, that's fine. Just breathe. Let yourself sit in silence for a moment or two. And you can ask the question, what is my highest good in this situation? How can I serve the divine by bringing this back into harmony? What does harmony look like in my path of divine service? What does harmony look like for the highest good in this situation. And sit with the silence here. If you feel like you're still stuck in that ego mind, Gently call your highest self to you again. Gently step away from that ego. You can give that ego a form. Perhaps it's an angry little baby that's crying and bawling its fists up and screaming at you. 
put your baby in a soundproof box. And merge with your highest self here or see your highest self in whatever form they usually take or they take today. But let yourself be in contact with your highest self. Perhaps you reach your hands out to hold part of whatever that appears to you to be. Perhaps you've merged completely with your highest self. And now look at your disharmony again from this highest space. Your ego baby is to the side in the soundproof box. There's nothing to hear. There's nothing to see. With that out of the picture, ask again, how can I bring harmony to this disharmony for the highest good? What are the tools I can use here to bring my disharmony into harmony? What are the beliefs that I might need to change to step out of disharmony and into harmony? And for the last part of this time with your highest self, call in that loving divine energy one more time. Allow yourself to expand. Allow yourself to expand physically in your space if you'd like to represent. Let your arms flow out from your body if you'd like. Let your body grow larger. Let your fields expand here physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, spiritually. And bring clarity to your frequencies in this space through that divine love, through that golden light, through that ultimate clarity of frequency. And as you are called to bring some harmony into this space using sound, just like we did last week, intuitively bring some sound into this space and bring it out loud. more if you'd like let yourself make a sound let yourself bring harmony to this disharmony using whatever sound wave comes into your intuition here or perhaps it's the frequency of light perhaps you see a color perhaps you see a picture draw this clarity this harmony into your disharmony now in whatever form it takes for you.
take at least one big deep breath. Let your belly flow out as you breathe in through your nose and sigh that out with an audible ha through your mouth. Bringing harmony one last time to this area that may no longer be in disharmony. Perhaps it was completely transformed. Perhaps it feels exactly the same. There's no right or wrong answer here and you can come back to this practice as many times as you would like. Invite your highest self to stay if you'd like or allow them to drift away back to their sanctuary. Allow your energetic sanctuary to stay or travel back to its spiritual home, whatever calls to you tonight. Perhaps you need that extra security blanket of having your sanctuary wrapped around you for the rest of the evening. If you'd like, you can gently allow that crown chakra to close or keep it open for the highest good, for this highest and clearest and most expanded of frequencies, this divine light, this unconditional love, this inherent worth and beauty. And once more, allow it to flow in through your head and your shoulders and your arms through your chest and your belly and your back, through your pelvis and your hips, through your thighs and your knees and your lower legs and your feet. And let yourself for just the last few moments here feel fully supported by the earth beneath you and fully expanded by this unconditional love and invite harmony into your entire system here, into all levels of your being. Allow your resistance to float away. Let it go and let that harmony come into your body, into your mind, into your emotions, into your spirit. All is harmony in this last moment. You are beautiful, Harmony. You are clear and expanded. You are love. And you are loved. And you are worthy. Let that frequency come into your system. This truth is your identity, Sadnam. Sat Nam As you're ready, you can wiggle your fingers, move your wrists and hands, maybe move your feet around a bit, wiggle your toes. Let yourself come fully present into the body and affirm with me out loud. I am fully present in my body. I am fully present and my body is in harmony. I am fully present and all levels of my being are in harmony. 
and gently as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Feel free to reach out to me if you want to discuss this further, if you have more questions, or if you're angry and you want to send me a nasty anonymous note. Please don't do that, but you can, because I recognize your worth and I recognize your pain and I send love to you and the hope that you see how beautiful you are and come into harmony, release any disharmony in your system and allow yourself to expand and to get clear and to be in love. Have a harmonious rest of your night, an expanded rest of your week, and I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday.